All right, welcome back again. Coming at you live from uh, Chartway Arena, Royal Rivalry tonight. That is a tongue twister. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, James Madison for the second time in Chartway this season. Hopefully, it goes better than the first time. If you're uh, oh, here yeah. to see the Monarchs, is a do they come out firing? All right, uh, Wood Sea League. We'll stop by later this hour. Uh, Old Dominion Athletic Director. Got a lot of things to talk about beyond just. Uh, basketball tonight, but uh, you know you got this football uh, scheduling stuff going on. Um, we got to get to as um, there was some question as to whether or not the Virginia Tech series was going to continue beyond the season. Um, so we'll talk about that with him, um, and we'll also get to um, a couple of the other national things going on with college football, NIL. They've had all these meetings. Wood's been to all of them, so see if he feels like there's a lean one way or another on where we're going to end up with all this fun stuff. All right. 757-687-9494. That's the Valley Hughes phone line. You can jump in like our man Johnny did from Virginia Beach. Also, uh, you can hit us up on the text line by the same very number. Um, by the way, my friend Gutley, who's very serious about the commander's front office or uh, coaching rank, says, why Detroit won't block Fraley? Because I effing said so. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> well, all right, all right. Well, that's a done so deal. good a reason as any. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They can block some of these, and they can um, – you know, entice people to stay. I mean, I could make a really mean Detroit joke here and be that guy, but I'm not going to do it about, like, where would you rather live. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to be that guy, okay? I'm not going to be that guy. Hey, in the 4 o'clock, or in the 5 o'clock, excuse me, an hour from now, it is uh, What's Your Rank Wednesday here. And because we have the royal rivalry Dukes versus Monarchs, I thought, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's do the top five Game of Thrones episodes. No, I thought, why not instead do, like, royalty names in sports? You know, there's a lot of them. Sport, like, the, the, you know... People that have royalty-ish names. So we will uh, get to that coming up at 5 o'clock hour. So be on the listen out for that and ready to participate. We also have Brooks and Dunn tickets that I think I'm going to hold off for another couple hours. Because we're here till 6.30-ish tonight before uh, the pregame show with uh, Ted Alexander and Dennis Wolf. By the way, did you know Ted doing laps here? I did. He was doing like wind sprints. I did. I didn't know he did that. He's excited. I know he runs like these, these wind sprints here in the hallway before the game. It's pretty wild. Uh, you have to come down and see it sometime. I mean, he was on the roof last time, so. Well, he was. And, yeah, you know, you the way know. things were going at that point, I was worried that he was on the roof. I was <laughs> like, look, it's just a losing streak. Come on, let's not get too crazy here, Ted. But anyway, so we have uh, the Brooks and Dunn tickets to give away for the for the show that you can't even get. You can't buy tickets yet. You'll have to wait until Friday, but we're going to give them away before you can buy them. It's June 14th, Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. Uh, special guest David Lee Murphy and Ernest. Again, the Brooks and Dunn Reboot 2024 Tour. Uh, that's coming up later on. We've got a pair of those. So be on the uh, listen out for that. Okay. So we did hit the Eagles stuff and their coordinators on the defensive side issue. But you had mentioned earlier um, that they have talked to Cliff Kingsbury, correct? Yep. Which is an interesting name. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury tends to jumpstart teams for the first half of the season. And <laughs> then after that, they tend to fall to dust. That is true. They tend to, to go to dust. But it's an interesting idea nonetheless. With Hertz, I could see the creativity there. I could see the wheels turning as to why that might uh, be something that would make sense. I could definitely do, do that. But you gotta, you've got to uh, try to figure out, you know, what, um, what exactly you want your offense to be. And, you know, Kingsbury apparently has some, has some options here too. He, he doesn't have to just be with the uh, – you know, with the Eagles. I mean, there's been some other opportunities for him out there as well. So, be fascinating to see. But he basically stayed a year out. I mean, he did have, by the way, the best the best house in the entire draft that year where they had the oh, yeah, draft. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, uh -huh. my God. I don't know why he'd ever want to leave that place. But I guess a house that fancy probably comes with a pretty hefty mortgage. Well, that and he was asked. 
<laughs> yes, right. That's part of it. Right, right, right. So now he actually has an opportunity to work again. Uh, Nick Sirianni, though, di- this is – look, it's put up or shut up, it feels like, in year four to him, right? I mean, people are very restless in Philadelphia. They're very angry with him, but he has been to three straight playoffs. Um, he says the team is, you know, looking at, you know, everywhere and anywhere for their coordinators. He's, he's been very, uh, you know, kind of tight-lipped about which direction they're going. But we've already, we've already seen that there certainly was a power struggle or a power issue with him and Brian Johnson. I wonder if, like, any, again, coordinator that has options – like, if that scares you off from this job, even though there is a loads of talent. There is loads of talent on that Philadelphia offense. But does that worry you that, okay, great, am I really the OC here, or is this guy going to be interfering with me? Like, like make up your mind. Do you want to you call the plays, Nick? Come on down and call the plays. But if you don't, then stay the hell out of my way. Because that, that's what, what I would want to ask if I was one of these guys looking at this job. Yeah, and it just feels like more and more that maybe Nick Sirianni's just a little bit of an immature dude. You know, maybe he's got some, you know, maybe he's, you know, I'm not saying he flies off the handle or anything right. like that, but you, we've, just seen, we've just seen some times, like, during games where he's just being dopey and, and weird, and it's just something seems off about him sometimes, or maybe he's drinking his own Kool-Aid or something, I don't get it, and, and you know, that's not for everybody. Nobody, there's not too many people that want to work with somebody that does stuff like that. I mean, you even saw that game, the, the videos online where he's, waving at the Chiefs' sideline during the Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts puts his arm down from like, dude, like don't child, do that. Like he's talking to his kid, right. Like your, your quarterback has to do that for the head coach? Yeah. That's not necessarily a good thing. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. I just I think that I could see him turning people off, just in general. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can completely uh, see that as well. So, yeah, again, th- these are the things you're going to have to ask. And, man, two straight years replacing both coordinators is not good, especially when it's the, the reason you're doing it this year, right? Right. It's because you fired both of them. They both didn't work out. And you even made a midseason or in-season defensive coordinator change, and that still did not work for you as well. So that kind of shows you how bad things have gone for Philadelphia. Whereas last year, okay, hey, man, we were so good, people are stealing from our staff, right? And Shane Steichen looked to be the real deal in what he did in Indianapolis. Um, you know, looked, you look at again and did again with less talent with a team that, you know, front office appeared to be throwing the white flag up before the year started. I thought he got that team to play hard every single week. Now, to get them to actually win moving forward might be a little bit of a big ask because it is still Arizona. But anyway. Well, maybe now they'll actually try. Yeah. Let's see what happens when the front office actually, you know, backs up their team and actually yeah. tries to win. Yeah, we'll see if they can actually do that. They are still the Bidwells. They might not be but capable. Still You're, the right. You're right. That's fair. Like their initial instinct is not to that win. That is very fair. And just to torture everybody as well. So, yeah, Sirianni, his, his own personality, his own ego might uh, make it a little bit challenging for him to, to get some of these guys who have options. And, again, that's why Mike Fangio might be like, hey, I was there. I, I can deal with him, you know. Yeah. I dealt with him for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he had, do- the free trial expired, so he had to leave. Exactly. All right, let's kick a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to the six remaining gigs in the NFL uh, and the leans at this point where everything looks like it's going. Uh, we talked about the commanders a little while ago. It's still really a lot of signs pointing to either a Ben Johnson hire or perhaps, uh, you know, Mike McDonald from the Ravens because those are the ones you've got to be waiting out at this point. We'll get to all that coming up. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry Kinglaw. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 
And we're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. So Brian Callahan is the new head coach of the um, Tennessee Titans. He was uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, the son of Bill Callahan, the one-time Raiders coach, and also, uh, I guess, sorry, Nebraska, but he was also the Nebraska coach, of course. But he's been a terrific, a terrific offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, that is. Oh, yeah. Brian Callahan, I mean, we're, we're about to find out about him. Uh, 39 years young. He's a, he's a fresh baby-faced kid. Uh, he is uh, also a guy who has been well-traveled. I mean, he, he was a coach at UCLA right out of college. He played college football at UCLA as well. Um, he was a quarterback there. He was at a junior college after that, uh, or high school, I'm sorry, after that, Junior Perio Sierra in uh, high school uh, for a couple seasons. Then went to the Denver Broncos as a coaching assistant for a few seasons. Was there till well, more than a few seasons, from 2010 to 2015. Lions from 16 to 17 as a QB's coach. Raiders quarterback's coach in 18. Been the Bengals offensive coordinator since 2019 to 2023, working with Joe Burrow. Uh, in Tennessee, he will not have Joe Burrow. But he will, will Levis, and Will Levis has, you know what, as hard as this is for me to admit, because I, you know, you know my rules on the draft board. Yep. One of my rules is if you put mayonnaise in your coffee, you're off my draft board. So That's I wasn't going to draft Will Levis last year out of Kentucky based on that and that he ate frozen bananas, the peels as well, which is weird. He just ate, but I don't even know they're frozen. He ate the banana peel in addition to the banana. He's a different guy. Yeah, he's like no he's, he, he's got a future as a YouTuber gross-out guy. Like, he could have been on that <laughs> that show on NBC. Uh, tr- what was it called? The one, the gross-out show where they did all the disgusting things. They did a lot of that on Fear Factor. Yeah, Fear Factor. Thank you. The gross-out show, I called it. That, that's all that was. Like, we did that yep. in college. Matter of fact, not too many blocks from here. We would sit around on a Saturday, maybe had a beer or two or 20, and would say to our friends, like, hey, man, you know what would be really funny is if you try to eat a stick of butter right now, and somebody goes, oh, I'd do that, you know. And you get, like, you know, I don't know, like <laughs> 10 to $20 together, and your friend, we'll just call him Todd because that was his name, will do it, and then he would vomit over the balcony. But then anyway, But anyway, but, you know, we were doing that, and we just were stupid because we should have filmed it, and we probably could have made money. But, you know, we didn't have cell phones and all that crap back then. You know, you had to, you had to get a beta cam out. You know, who, who the hell wants to do that? But anyway, point being is, uh, you know, Will Levis, despite all that weird stuff about him, he showed that he could play. Now, the thing I worry about him, as I mentioned while we were watching him play this year, is he's way too daring. Like, he's, like, daring, running the football, lowering his shoulder, just doing stupid stuff. It's like, dude, you, you, they give you guys the quarterback, you know, you're almost wearing a red jersey if you play it correctly out there. You can slide and they can't touch you. But that would be my fear for him. But it seems like, you know, for the Titans, this isn't necessarily a um, what you call a home run hire, but I think it's an interesting one, you know, and again – so he's, I guess he's kind of part of Sean McVay just because Zach Taylor's with Sean McVay. Is that yeah. how we're going to look at that? Like, it's, a, it's, like, it's like a second branch. If it's you're like looking at it like the family tree, right. you know, you're right. just a, it's just a branch off of a branch. What I'd be most interested in knowing, and I know I've said this repeatedly over the last two days since we found out that this might happen, is, is his old man coming with him from Cleveland. Now, if I was the Browns, I wouldn't want him to leave. Oh, you'd block him. I would sure, try to yeah. block him if you could, but if they gave him a, a title, like he could be the O.C., Right? Yeah, he could. The kid could still call the plays. The old man could be the OC and be the old line coach. But he is a tremendous line coach. Again, you know this because we talked about it during the season. But the guy who, uh, as we said in Washington, couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie, Jerron Christian, was actually playing yes. in games for the Browns and was looking like yes, he was he actually was. okay. Yep. Uh, and this is what Bill Callahan can do for your offensive line. So 
I think it's a pretty cool hire for them. And I, you know, it doesn't look like Derrick Henry's a part of their future, but they do have young backs that that showed something this year. So an interesting team, an interesting team, the uh, Titans. So they they have uh, cut the field down to six now. Of course, Washington, uh, the Chargers, uh, the Falcons. Um, you got the Seahawks still, which I think is a great job. I think it's a sneaky great job. It the, is. The Raiders are off, off the list as well. So I guess it's down to five. I'm sorry. My math sucks. Uh, because the Raiders have already hired their coach as well. And the Panthers. That's who I'm forgetting. So the Carolina Panthers. Is the well, it's, it's, it's understandable why you'd forget that one. I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I forgot that one. So Mike Vrabel, this is interesting. He's going to meet tonight at the home of Arthur Blank, which I imagine is huge, right? Like Arthur Blank's probably got a really nice house. I would like to think so. I mean, you know, the, the founder of Home Depot, I would like to think your house is really large. I mean, he, of course, was, uh, was one of the stars in the movie Gone with the Wind. So I think it's probably a really big house, all the money that he's <laughs> saved up over the years, those successful ventures of him. But from there, and again, I don't know if this is like one of these, hey, just so you guys know, after this one, I got other th- I've got other options. I'm going to go talk to Carolina. Okay. You do that, Mike. Enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, enjoy yeah. David Tepper's house <laughs> with his wife talking to you about how she likes to watch the offensive line practice oh, and how they scouted um, Bryce Young themselves last year, and th- they could give you their scouting notes from last year's draft. Yeah, I, that, I think that's got to be one of those. Okay, uh, I'm just saying, if you guys let me out, I'm going to go down and talk to Carolina, too, and it's in your division. You don't want to see me twice a year. Yeah, okay. And there's no okay. way Mike Frabel could think Carolina is a better job than the, the, than the Falcons, if he has the option. Right? There's, like, there's no way. If there's an option there, there's no way. Absolutely no way. Seattle's interesting, too. You know, you, I still kind of feel like, hey, doesn't this feel like a Dan Quinn homecoming? Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, they, they just let Shane Waldron go, their, their OC to the Bears. Like, maybe they're thinking young offensive genius, too. Maybe. You know, maybe they're looking at young boy genius offensive guy as well. I'll be fascinated to know. And, and, again, the Seattle job has got a lot going for it. They've got a really good young roster. Uh, they have uh, a solid quarterback. He's not great, but he's solid. They have, they have really good skill position guys. But the, and they have amazing fans. It's in a great stadium. Oh, yeah. The one thing that would concern me, though, is, like, is Pete Carroll really going to be here all the time? I mean, what's that role? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be a little Isn't weird. Isn't that a little weird? I mean, but if you're a guy like Vrabel or, I guess, a Quinn, you wouldn't be as worried about it. But a younger coach – it was doing it for the first time, I think that'd be a little awkward. Yeah, and doesn't it feel like if it was going to be Dan Quinn, they'd have done it by now? That's the thing that True. gets me is that it just – it. you're right. It seemed like that was the slam dunk. Okay, you're going to let Pete Carroll go. This is what you're going to do. And then when they just haven't done it yet, you go, okay, well, either A, what's the holdup, or B, are we reading the room wrong here? And they've got their ideas set on something else. Like you said, maybe a young offensive coach. So yeah. th- this one, it's weird that – Dan Quinn hasn't been hired there yet. Yeah, it does. And again, maybe he's just biding his time. He really wanted to see what everybody had to say. Could be. He's had a second interview in Washington, too, so lined up. I'll be, I'll be fascinated about that. We, we obviously already hit on what the commanders appear to be leaning towards. One of those guys is waiting. Again, Falcons, are they really still in the Bill Belichick race? Uh, are they really canceling, or is Jim Harbaugh canceling them? I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> um, again, Vrabel would seem to be a good in-between, right? I mean, if you're not going to get Harbaugh or Belichick, Vrabel probably costs you less than both of those guys and probably is more amenable to working with the front office. Although, although he did have some issues with the Titans front office. He did. Now, I would have issues too if they said to me, hey, coach, just heads up, we're going to get rid of your second best or your best offensive weapon. I mean, however you want to look at that at that time, I'd still say, you know, Derrick Henry was more of the focal point of the offense. But moving on from A.J. Brown, 
for a draft pick probably didn't feel so great for him. Yeah, and it crippled what their offense was yeah. trying to do, especially Absolutely. with Derrick Henry, because where do you think all the focus went after that? I mean, it was already on Derrick Henry, but once you plucked A.J. Brown out of there, out of there, what were you scared about on that passing game for the Titans? Not much. Uh, one of our Titans fans says, ah, we suck again, hashtag tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not loving it. Uh, all right, so you're not loving it. My friend Gutley just asked me on, on the X, he goes, would you want to be your dad's boss? Oh, hell yeah. I'd love to boss my that old man around. That would be around. funny. I would love to boss my old man around. That doesn't work very well. I can't even drive him around. He gives me directions, and we're going places oh, right now. Oh, boy. Like, I'm driving to my neighborhood, and he's, like, telling me where to go. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. I, I haven't had a license for a few years. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dad, I live here. <laughs> you just got here 15 minutes ago. Dustin, or excuse me, Damon in, um, I, I've got a Dustin and a Damon. Wow, at the same time on the all text right. line. I got Damon in Newport News saying to me, hey, guys, I'm all about former Wildcats. Uh, what scares me about Will Levis is that he plays with an air of Jim McMahon. Yes! He's going to end up with a short career with his toughness, banana peels, or not. LOL. Cheers, uh, Damon. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, you know, again, that Dolphins game this year, it was a big win for them, but he's like lowering his shoulder yeah. and taking on guys, and he's getting up shaking his head, and you're like, how is he not concussed? I mean, he is he is he is uh, a balls to the wall player. He's got that wild look in his eye, yeah. too. That, they, yeah. that He's got a little bit of crazy in him. No, he's got some crazy in him. Again, I don't know why he's doing these gross out competition things, but uh, you know he can spin the ball, as they say. He can spin it, That's and it'd be nice if they can. can help him out. Um, this is from the seven five seven. Good point. Bill Callahan did wonders with Eric Flowers. No, and that says a lot, no doubt. And again, oh, can we? Go? Oh, that just reminds me. Just another dumb thing Ron Rivera did. Thank you, because um, that was another dumb one. We had to throw all the <laughs> dumb things Ron Rivera did. Add the Eric Flowers to the list. You finally got a guy who could play at a you know play the guard position, and you, you got you got cheap with him on a contract and he basically told you where he could stick it and when you were desperate that year you wouldn't go back to him because he basically challenged Rivera's manhood and he was never going to back off after that and you know what he said in essence was probably correct so uh, I'm team Eric Flowers because he was good in Washington uh-huh had no problem with him all right Dustin Williamsburg says speaking of offensive coordinator jobs New Orleans Saints should sign Clint Kubiak or Brian Greasy from the 49ers also, wouldn't hate Joe Brady coming back to Louisiana. Ooh, that's an interesting one. But Jared Johnson from Houston is my top choice. I think Jared mm. Johnson's a lot of people's top choice. I think Jared Johnson, if, if Bobby Slowick gets a gig, I think Jared Johnson's going to follow him wherever he goes. You don't want Mike Sullivan uh, from the Steelers? He just interviewed today. That's exciting, right? <laughs> that's a real exciting How? offense. That's a real thrilling How? offense. Well, he, I mean, you, you know, only can't say for so long, hey, I'm not Matt Canada. Uh, and that's going to get you places. But anyway, I, I wouldn't put that on my campaign sign. No, I definitely would not. But anyway, there there are some intriguing things to come here. I, I don't think Joe Brady gets out of Buffalo. I no, mean, they're I, not letting him. They're go. not letting no, him go for no. a lateral job. You got to make him the head coach. I think it's the only way he leaves Buffalo. I would hitch my wagon to Josh Allen, despite all the things uh, that have been said about him over the last two days. Mm-hmm. Before I would hitch him to Derek Carr. Uh, in his eye makeup. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Do you think you know? Do you ever watch the show Lost? Of course. You know the guy that was in Lost that had the eyes, the, and he's also in um, in uh, the Morning Show on Apple. He's in a lot of things, but he's got like the eyes that are always like dark. It always looks like he's got eye makeup on. He even says that people come up to him and say, "Hey, why are you wearing eye makeup?" Yeah. that's what Derek Carr is. That that little bit. Of, that's, he's got something like that in his eyes right, too. He does, but he, he really may does. actually wear eye makeup. I'm not sure. Maybe it's eye black uh, is the proper <laughs> is just, a proper way to look. It's at always it. there. It's there at all times. All right, uh, Woods Hill is going to join us. Talk Royal Rivalry. We'll, we'll talk uh, football scheduling and also uh, deal with the. Um, 
world of uh, college NIL and transfer portal that all these meetings have been about that he's been to over these last few weeks. See what we're going to get anywhere on these things. All right, 757-687-9494. Hit us up, Ballyhoo's phone line. That's also the text line to get in. Uh, Coming up, uh, again, Woodsea League here in the next uh, 20 or so. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham, Scott, your sports center. All right, welcome back. We are uh, coming to you live from Chartway Arena before uh, the Royal Rivalry tonight, Old Dominion and James Madison. Second time on the men's side this year of three because of, um, well, a little quirk in the schedule with last year's, you know, with the two years ago moving out of the conference together and there was some leftover, you know, contractual stuff. So, anyway, this is a conference game tonight. The one earlier this season did not count on the conference record. I mean, I don't hate it playing James yeah. Madison three times. No, especially if it's two at your house because you know you're going to bring a lot of fans. So. I mean, we know how many teams in this state are scared to play here. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just just the A-10. Um, anyway. mm-hmm. yeah. All right, 757-687-9494 uh, via the uh, text line. Our guy Justin, or Dustin, I'm sorry. See, there's a Justin and there's a Dustin and there's a Damon. It's very confusing today. Uh, says, uh, Derek Carr doesn't need to look any more like Kenny Pickett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Talking about Mike Sullivan, who was in today with the uh, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that's not the most inspiring. That would not be the most inspiring hire. No, it would not. You know, I, I couldn't see that being real super exciting if I were a New Orleans fan, given, given all the people that are out there. I do believe um, Hampton's own Ronald Curry uh, is is among those that is going to have an opportunity to, to really. To. He's already on the staff. He's been there. All I think right. he's been the passing game coordinator uh, for a while. There has been his uh, title uh, with them. So now that they've um, gone out and looked for a, a new offensive coordinator, he's he could be the guy. He's been uh, there in a bunch of different jobs. He was quarterbacks coach this year, wide receivers coach. Uh, offensive assistant before that. So he's been in New Orleans since 2016, All right. has Ronald Curry. So that'd be pretty cool as well. And, you know, Derek Hart, did some, he was okay this year. I mean, it wasn't all bad. He played better down the stretch. They, they were literally just one game out from making the postseason. And, you know, Dennis Allen um, and that uh, team, they did, have, uh, they did have some bright points. But for the most part, Nobody really sees control ran away with that division ever. So I think if you're them, you're, you know, certainly everyone not named Carolina, I think, could <laughs> feel like next year you could win that division. Yeah, again. true, true. Like anybody could win it with exception of Carolina. It just would be such a – they would have to have the greatest offseason in the history of offseasons to jump ahead that far. Or everybody else would have to fall off, you know, the planet essentially for that to happen. And the thing in New Orleans was it just seemed like the chemistry never quite got there on that offense. It seemed like they were always a little bit off with the with the wide receiver connection there. And then, of course, you know, Alvin Kamara, they missed him for part of the season. That certainly didn't help matters. And then when he came back, he came back like a house of fire. And then he sort of kind of trailed off a little bit too. So if they can find an identity, if they can find some consistency there, and I think, Der- I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's not great, but he's good. And he's certainly a guy that can win you some games, certainly in that division. So if they can find that chemistry, I think that they could definitely contend. All right. Recapping one of our top stories today. We were talking about Michigan upping their offer a little bit more on Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Pro Football Talk has added a post here recently that says amid uh, apparently some reporting that Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh has left Los Angeles, multiple reports now indicate that the potential Chargers coach is actually still in town. Still, one or two uh, sides reportedly were in the uh, within striking distance. No deal has been done. So, 
Interesting. So maybe that game, like where in the world is Jim Harbaugh uh, right now, can be played. But there's, I guess, conflicting reports whether or not he is still there or still not there. And again, whether or not this this interview that's supposed to be set for tomorrow with the Falcons has or has not been canceled. So you would like to think that um, some of this smoke will be cleared out sooner rather than later. Right, because right now it's just rumorsville yeah. as, to, as to whether or not that thing's been canceled or not. And yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that they, they hit his ID. He's not able to get <laughs> on the plane. They, they, they took his ID. They took his wallet. They hid it somewhere. Did They're I leave the wallet leave. in the office? No, we haven't seen a coach. Sorry. Don't move it. Put that in the safe right now. Don't you know who I am, damn it? Are you surprised that Pete Carroll's name hasn't come up yet anywhere? Yes. Because I don't think he quit. Yes. I don't feel like Pete Carroll voluntarily retired from the Seahawks. Because that is not what it, what, it, what it came off like. If you watched his last press conference, he was a guy who wasn't giving up coaching. Uh, all indications are he still wants to coach. And just because they've made him an advisor doesn't mean he has to stay there and be an advisor to them. I'll tell you right, right now that if Jim Harbaugh does take one of these jobs – I, and I know Sharon Moore's done great at Michigan. If I'm Michigan, I'm giving Pete Carroll a call. I'm sorry. I'm calling Pete Carroll. I'm, just, I'm kicking the tires. If nothing else, I'm kicking the tires. Uh, somebody just texted uh, via the text line to say, Sherm Lewis and Jimmy Ray available for OC? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sherm Lewis is calling bingo right now, but I have to check with Vinny Serrato. He's the one who could find Sherm Lewis if we're looking for him as well. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, my sure. gosh. That was one of the greatest moments. Not really. Uh, one of the worst moments in the history of um, Washington Redskin football when Vinny Serrato was on the conference call. They go, what has Sherman Lewis been doing? Yeah, yeah, I think he's been actually calling bingo uh, right now. Brought in to be a consultant for your football team. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Carroll and the, and the Chargers have been hinted. Okay. But has he been seen there? I mean, he, look, he's an L.A. legend, right? I mean, he's, Yes, he is. He's, they, they love him in L.A. still. You would have instant credibility with him. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Somebody said they saw it on the X. Well, heck, if you saw it on the X, darn it, then that's probably that's right. real. Book it. <laughs> Book it then. All right. I, I don't think it's a terrible pivot. If you can't if you can't land Harbaugh, I don't think it's a terrible pivot I mean, if you, but, but if you had the choice between the two, you get Harbaugh. Absolutely. You, you Harbaugh. Go Harbaugh's Harbaugh. younger. He's younger. Um, I, I think there's um, – and he's more of a quarterback guy for sure, being a quarterback, and is had – you know, again, in the NFL, going back to his 49ers days, they had good offenses, physical running game. Uh, really good defenses. I, I just think he's perfect for it. But the, there's something about Carroll, too, though. I, I could see pivoting to him if it, if it doesn't go that way. But you then have to obviously bring in an OC. Um, you know, who knows what happens there. The other, the other interesting thing is um, Canellis from Tampa Bay also today was in Carolina. That would not be a terrible hire either if you're looking to fix what ails Bryce Young. But you also still have to bring in actual weapons for Bryce Young. Yeah, that's, that's and actually part of the block problem. for him. And block for him. That's part of the problem. Yeah, Can- Canellis, I mean, you want to talk about somebody that stock rose with that Tampa Bay win in the playoffs. It was his, for sure, and what he's been able to do with Baker Mayfield. I know Sean McVay fixed Baker Mayfield, but, you know, you still have to make sure it doesn't get broken again if it's already been broken once. So Canellis did a great job, and he just seems like the kind of name that Carolina is going to be able to get. They're yeah. not going to land the big fish. It's going to have to be a guy right. like Canellis that's like, well, if I want to make this move, if I want to be a head coach, this is my opportunity to do that. And it, that just kind of seems like the kind of guy that they're going to be able to get. Yeah, I just can't wait to see who signs Carson Wentz and gets to the playoffs next year with him uh, <laughs> after, after the Sean McVay extreme Stop takeover. It. Dude, Carson Wentz looked pretty solid in that he game. Did. He did. He did. Damn Sean McVay. Well, if, if you're the Bucs and you can't keep Baker, do you pivot to Carson Wentz? <laughs> 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 I 
I don't know. Sean, who else do you have that you fix for uh. us? All right. 757-687-9494. We'll take a timeout. Wood Seeley going to uh, join us here in a little bit uh, here. Coming at you live from Chartway Arena, ODU, and James Madison tonight. The Royal Rivalry. Uh, and we'll get to what's your rank tonight with Royal names and sports. Sports royalty, if you will, at 5. Scott Jackson Show, Priority on the Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we're brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. Woodsy was going to join us at some point here. Uh, did you see this thing at Texas or uh, State? Uh, Jaden Delora has withdrawn as a student from there, and he will not be on the football team. He was They kind of swapped out their quarterback for him, uh, their 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 former quarterback and yep. now they have no quarterback well you know is that how i'm reading that am i am i am i interpreting that correctly i think you are okay i think that bodes well for uh their visit here to Norfolk. <laughs> well there's time i mean you listen there'll be there'll be others there will be others there will be portal. others there, I mean, sure. there's still a spring version of this portal thing and uh who knows but that is interesting because they had again a, a successful quarterback and they were eight and five right I mean, they're they, pretty good, and right? they were slinging it, man. They yeah, were they were putting yeah. up some points, and uh, tried to swap it up for you know a more talented, I suppose, higher recruited player coming over from Arizona, and now they don't have a quarterback. So because T.J. Finley went to the portal already, right? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, now he could come back out of the portal. That's happened before, but I don't uh, think you go to the portal unless yeah. you're pretty confident you can find you, yourself well, a better spot. Unless you, of course, were shoved there. That's also true. Yeah, unless you were shoved, shoved there as well. Uh, 757-687-9494. Um, somebody says that Carolina is waiting on Eric Bieniemy potentially. Really? Is that a new rumor? I have not heard that. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I would say, you know, I know he needs to take what he can get, but I would be a little concerned about working for Mr. Tepper, right? Would you not be a little concerned about Mr. Tepper? I would be very Tepper? concerned. I would be very, very concerned. I would not want to do that, especially yeah. those little meetings. I don't know that I'd really want to be a part of that. Yeah. But, I mean, somebody's going to do it. Like you said, there's only – but so many of these, they come available each year. So, I mean, if, if, you, if you want to be a head coach, then you got to do that at some point. All right, we're going to call Wood Sea League. Uh, we were hoping to grab him here on site, but I think he's – got uh, backed up somewhere so we'll get him on the line here in a bit uh and bring him on via the phone uh to us here all right 757-687-9494 if you again want to keep texting us feel free to do so ballyhoo's phone line uh dreamlands text line you can get us there as well here on the scott jackson show priority auto sports radio 94.1 you can uh hit us there by the way uh our guy nick pope says he's already transferred to western kentucky so they is screwed. What about the Western Kentucky quarterback, the guy oh, that's wow. in our nightmares? What about that big kid who's in my nightmares? Where did he go? Uh, he might still be. No, well, that's right, because if he transferred to Western Kentucky, then I guess their uh, your boy uh, starts with a V. Now I can't remember. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Von Schlein. Yeah, what was his name? Now I've already erased him from my memory. Well, he beat the toast out of us. I yes, he did. Why. Yeah, I know. That was, that was uh, frustrating, but. Anyway, so they've uh, they've already moved on. So there you go. Well, there you go. Man, it's the the portal's fast, man. It's not for the faint of hearts. All right, Wood Sealy joins us right now through the Ballyhoo's phone line. I'd hope to have him on purpose. Uh, Veltkamp, by the way, is a kid's name I couldn't think of. Uh, Wood, how you doing? 
apologize to you. Hey, no worries. We're uh, we're here on campus, uh, getting ready for the royal rivalry. Uh, and uh, thanks for giving us some time. As always on Wednesday, as we talk to you, let's let's start with this. I've been a lot of people have been asking about this for a couple weeks now. We didn't get to talk to you last week. What's the status of the Virginia Tech football series? There were some rumors and rumblings that maybe it was ending. What what, what can you tell us? Yeah, uh, both schools, Virginia Tech and ODU, were looking at the schedule in the immediate short-term future, and that's 24 and 25. And both schools were seeing if maybe alternative opponents could be lined up and move the two games in 24 maybe further out into just uh, after we reviewed both ODU and Virginia Tech, we determined that it was best to leave the games as they are currently situated. So Virginia Tech will come here in September of 2024. That will be week three. So ODU will go on the road to play South Carolina in week one. Uh, We will have East Carolina coming to Norfolk in week two and Virginia Tech coming to Norfolk in week three. We also have, as part of the Sunbelt schedule, James Madison coming to ODU in 2024. We have Marshall coming to ODU in 2024. And we also have... Uh, Georgia Southern coming in 2024, as well as Texas State. So arguably, it's going to be the best ODU football schedule ever constructed in 2024. We'll return to Blacksburg uh, September 13 of 2025. And as you know, this is part of a 13-game series between ODU and Virginia Tech. Uh, and so we've, we are about midway through the 13 year mark. Uh, we work very well together. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of rumors that, you know, tech was going to break the contract or we were going to get out of it or, you know, but they were absolute rumors. The two schools were just talking about looking at scheduling options in 24, 25, but nothing made more sense than to continue to play each other in those two years. Well, that's certainly good news, especially for people as they get ready to uh, look at season tickets next year. I mean, that's an incredible home schedule, no doubt. Uh, what you got coming we, up we, next year? That no, is, you mentioned the road schedule where you got to go to South Carolina. Is that the first week of the season? Yes. Labor Day weekend, we will open in Columbia, South Carolina against the Gamecocks. And then we come home for two straight home games. Uh, first with East Carolina. They'll be coming back again. They were here about two or three years ago. So East Carolina returns to Norfolk and Old Dominion on week two uh, in 2024. And then we have Virginia Tech week three. So two really good weekends back-to-back, weeks two and three of the 2024 football schedule here at SB Ballard Stadium with East Carolina and Virginia Tech. And as I said, when you also throw JMU and Marshall and Georgia Southern into the home mix, uh, that's that's a, an incredible football schedule, and certainly when ODU made the move to the FBS level, and we thought about, gosh, what what could be a great scenario? What could be best case scheduling scenario? Having Virginia Tech, East Carolina, JMU on your home slate, I, I can't think of much better than that. 
Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely some really good games there, and uh, definitely a challenge too for the, for the team and Coach Ronnie uh, getting ready this year. Um, wanted to get your thoughts too on um, some of the things you've been a part of these last few weeks, and you've been a lot of these NCAA meetings, and uh, some of these different ideas have been kicked around. D- do you feel like we're getting anywhere closer to any any real legislation, any any real plans as to how we're handling the ever-changing world of, of college athletics, with, with it, whether it comes to the portal or the world of NIL. I do. I think uh, April is going to be a, a big month for us to learn about NCAA legislation as it pertains to transfers, to NIL. There's a lot of language that's being pushed out to the membership that could be voted on this spring that will clean up the NIL situation and have more uniformity uh, around NIL slash collectives. So I I think this spring it it could start to stabilize a little bit, you know, outstanding, you know, some some type of national federal legislation, which I don't see happening. So this will be good coming from the NCAA, some guardrails for NIL, you know, what the university, what the schools can be involved with, what they can't be involved with. Uh, helping the athlete construct NIL deals, transparency of deals, having to report uh, NIL deals of greater than $600 worth of value. Uh, so a lot of make sense kind of proposal and legislation that will help all of us do our jobs better and make it easier for student athletes to determine what their real value is and what they might be able to achieve at different schools that they might be considering. This idea, too, of whether or not there's an employee model, do, do you think that has any legs, or is that something that's just, just not going to be uh, in the works? Yeah, I, I think the employee model would be a disaster for everyone involved. Uh, if, you're, if you're an employee, then student-athletes are going to be eligible to be fired, and you know, you're, you're here to get a, you know, most of them at least are here for academics and to you know, get a degree, earn a degree. And if you're going to get fired from your workplace while you're trying to earn a degree, you're going to interrupt your academic pursuit. So being an employee is probably not the right answer. You also have workers' compensation. Uh, there, there are a lot of issues when you become an employee. There is a way, perhaps, maybe it is a revenue share or perhaps there is uh, stipends that could be uh, paid to athletes that would be, uh, you know, allowable. And, and you're not admitting that they're employees. You're just saying this is part of your, quote, scholarship, part of your being a student athlete. You are going to be eligible for X amount. So I think you can get to compensation without designation of employee-employer status. What's Helix with us, Old Dominion Athletic Director here, Scott Jackson, show priority on sports radio, 94.1 via the Ballyhoo's guest line at Wednesdays with Wood here on the show. Of course, tonight the Royal Rivalry uh, ODU for the second time this year uh, getting the James Madison uh, Dukes here at Chartway Arena. I know that uh, you guys have – it drawed up this thing a couple seasons ago. Um, you would like to win this trophy, I know. Uh, <laughs> but right now, i got a little bit of a deficit to dig out of here against the Dukes. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to JMU. They, they position themselves very well with a transition in football and certainly the transition to the Sun Belt. 
uh, we, we've got some work to do, and, and we're completely aware of that. So uh, we, we'll do our best tonight and see if we can't get a, a, a W on the right side of the column for ODU and an L on the right side of the column for JMU. I mean, these, these crowds, as you know, are, have been really good in the past with, with JMU coming in here. I mean, as you look back now, some two years removed from, from the decision to uh, get into the Sun Belt, and certainly with James Madison being a huge part of that, uh, how, how big do you think it has been for both of these schools in, in regards to, to that and, and it obviously being kind of a natural rivalry with the, with the proximity and in, in what it used to be even from the CAA days? Yeah, uh, to, to put it into financial perspective, when we played James Madison last month, because uh, as you said, we're, we're going to play JMU three times this year, twice as conference games, and then there was a kind of a dangling non-conference game from years ago that trailed into this year. So we, we're playing them three times, twice in Norfolk, once in James Madison. So the first time we played them, since we started keeping records in 2010, it was the largest grossing revenue game for any ODU men's basketball game played since 2010 in Chartway Arena. So forget VCU, forget everyone else that we brought in here. The JMU game just last month was the largest single grossing game that we've had since 2010. Very interesting. Well, you just brought their names up, so I'm going to ask you this. Um, <laughs> we, we've had a lot of people ask me this year because, you know, Richmond, VCU, former uh, regulars on the schedule, but, you know, been noticeable. Obviously, they haven't been the last few years. Is that something that down the road, and I'll throw George Mason in there too, that, that could potentially change? Is there any talks there with, with any of those schools, or is this something that uh, for the foreseeable future will not be on, on the, any schedules? No, no, we, we've actually been having some very positive conversations with VCU. The, the new VCU head coach was the assistant to Jeff Jones at American University. So Ryan Odom played college basketball at Hampton Sydney and is now obviously the head coach at VCU. He had Coach Jones go way back, and they've been talking about doing some kind of extended series that would bounce back and forth between Norfolk and Richmond. So I'm very optimistic that VCU will come back on the schedule and we'll work hard to make sure we can try and do the same with Richmond and George Mason because those games make sense just like William and Mary and other in-state opponents. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and, you know, both of those, uh, even those fan bases would agree. I mean, I, talk, I know people in both sides of the camps and they, they'd like to see those games as well. Um, you know, because because they're they're it's obviously always more fun when it's in your backyard when when you when you can especially when you can drive to it too. Yeah, absolutely. And every family has somebody that went to one of those schools, whether it's a mom, dad, a sibling, or a cousin. So whenever we play in state schools, it just creates a lot of rivalry and interest among so many families throughout Hampton Roads and the Commonwealth of Virginia. All right. Uh, thank you, Wood. Appreciate it as always. We, uh, we will uh, talk to you again next week. See you over here later on tonight. Yes, sir. See you soon, Scott. Thank you. All right. Th thank you. All right. Wood Seelig with us here. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. What's your rank Wednesday coming up on the other side here uh, on the Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham's got your sports center. This is your exclusive home for Super Bowl 58. WVSPFM HD1 Yorktown. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.